This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Beowulf, translated by Francis Barton Gumair. Section 4 There was hurry and hest in Herot now, for hands to bedeck it, and dense was the throng of men and women the wine-hall to cleanse, the guest-room to garnish. Gold gay shone the hangings that were wove on the wall, and wonders many to delight each mortal that looks upon them. Though braced within by iron bands, that building bright was broken sorely. Rent were its hinges, the roof alone held safe and sound. When seared with crime, the fiendish foe his flight essayed of life despairing. No light thing that the flight for safety essay it who will. Force of fate, he shall find his way to the refuge ready for race of man, for soul possesses and sons of earth, and there his body on bed of death shall rest after revel. Arrived was the hour when to hall proceeded Hafdin's son. The king himself would sit to banquet. Ne'er heard I of host in haughtier throng, more graciously gathered round giver of rings. Bowed then to bench those bearers of glory, fain of the feasting. Fately received many a mead cup, the mighty in spirit kinsman who sat in the sumptuous hall, Hrothgar and Hrothulf. Heroth now was filled with friends, the folk of Skildings, ne'er yet had tried the traitor's deed. To Beowulf gave the bane of Hafdeen, a gold-wove banner, guerdon of triumph broidered battle-flag, breastplate and helmet, and a splendid sword was seen of many, born to the brave one. Beowulf took cup in hall for such costly gifts, he suffered no shame in that soldier throng. For I heard a few heroes in heartier mood, with four such gifts, so fashioned with gold. On the ale-bench honouring others thus, O oh, the roof of the helmet high a ridge, Wound with wires, kept ward o'er the head, Lest the relict of files should fierce invade Sharp in the strife, when that shielded hero Should go to grapple against his foes. Then the earl's defence on the floor bade lead, Courses eight with carven headgear adown the hall, One horse was decked, with a saddle all shining and set in jewels. "'Twas the battle-seat of the best of kings, "'when to play of swords the son of Hafdeen "'was fain to fare, ne'er failed his valour "'in the crush of combat when corpses fell. "'To Beowulf over them both "'then gave the refuge of Ingwine's right and power. "'O war-steeds and weapons wished him joy of them. "'Manfully thus the mighty prince Hoard guard for heroes that hard fight repaid with steeds and treasures contemned by none who is willing to say the sooth aright. And the lord of earls to each that came with Beowulf over the briny ways an heirloom there at the ale bench gave precious gift and the price bade pay in gold for him whom Grendel est murdered, and fain of them more had killed, had not wisest God their word averted. And the man's brave mood the maker then ruled humankind as here and now. 
therefore is in sight always best and forethought of mind how much awaits him of leaf and of loath who long time here through days of warfare this world endures then song and music mingled sounds and the presence of Halfdene's head of armies and harping was heard with the hero lay as Throfgar's singer the hall joy woke along the mead-seats making his song of that sudden raid on the sons of finn Halfdene's hero naf the skilding was fated to fall in the frisian slaughter hildberg needed not hold in value her enemies honour innocent both were the loved one she lost at the linden play bairn and brother they bowed to fate stricken by spears twas a sorrowful woman none doubted why the daughter of hock bewailed her doom when dawning came and under the sky she saw them lying kinsmen murdered where most she had kenned of the sweets of the world by war were swept too finn's own liegemen and few were left in the parleying place he could ply no longer weapon nor war could he wage on hengist and rescue his remnant by right of arms from the prince's thane a pact he offered another dwelling the danes should have hall and high seat and half the power should fall to them in frisian land and at the fee gifts folkwald's son day by day the dane should honour the folk of hengist favour with rings even as truly with treasure and jewels with fretted gold as his frisian kin he meant to honour in ale-hall there pact of peace they plighted further on both sides firmly finn to hengist with oath upon honour openly promised that woeful remnant with wise men's aid nobly to govern so none of the guests by word or work should warp the treaty or with malice of mind bemoan themselves as forced to follow their fee-giver's slayer lordless men as their lot ordained should frisian moreover with foeman's taunt that murderous hatred to mind recall then edge of the sword must seal his doom oaths were given and ancient gold heaped from hoard the hardy skilding battle thane best on his balefire lay all on the pyre were plain to see the gory sark the gilded swine crest bore of hard iron and athelings many slain by the sword at the slaughter they fell it was hildbur's hest at nef's own pyre the bairn of her body on brands to lay his bones to burn on the balefire placed at his uncle's side in sorrowful dirges bewept them the woman great wailing ascended then wound up to welkin the wildest of death-fires roared o'er the hillock heads all were melted gashes burst and blood gushed out from bites of the body balefire devoured greediest spirit though spared not by war out of either folk their flower was gone then hastened those heroes their home to see friendless to find the frisian land Houses and Highburg hang there still, Through the death-dyed winter dwelt with Finn, Holding pact yet of home he minded, Though powerless 
his ring-decked prow to drive over the waters now waves rolled fierce lashed by the winds or winter locked them in icy fetters then fared another year to men's dwellings as yet they do the sun-bright skies that their season ever duly await far off winter was driven fair lay earth's breast and fain was the rover the guest to depart though more gladly he pondered on wreaking his vengeance then roaming the deep and how to hasten the hot encounter where sons of the frisians were sure to be so he escaped not the common doom when hun with laughing the light of battle best of blades his bosom pierced its edge was famed with the frisian earls on fierce heart finn there fell likewise on himself at home the horrid sword death for guthlaf and oslaf of grim attack had sorrowing told from seaways landed mourning their woes finn's wavering spirit bowed not in breast the burg was reddened with blood of foemen and finn was slain king amid clansmen the queen was taken to their ship the skilding warriors bore all the chattels the chieftain owned whatever they found in finn's domain of gems and jewels the gentle wife o'er paths of the deep to the danes they bore led to her land the lay was finished the gleeman's song then glad rose the revel bench boy brightened bearers draw from their wonder bats wine comes wilt thou forth under gold crown goes where the good pair sit uncle and nephew two each to the other one kindred in amity unferth the spokesman at the skilding lord's feet sat men had faith in his spirit his keenness of courage though kinsmen had found him unsure at the sword-play the skilding queen spoke quaff of this cup my king and lord breaker of rings and blithe be thou gold friend of men to the geats here speak such words of mildness as men should use be glad with thy geats of those gifts be mindful or near or far which now thou hast men say to me a son thou wishest yon hero to hold thy horoth's perjured jewel-hall brightest enjoy thou canst with many a largest and leave to thy kin folk and realm when forth thou goest to greet thy doom for gracious i deem my hrothulf willing to hold and rule nobly our youths if thou yield up first prince of skildings thy part in the world i ween with good he will well requite offspring of ours when all he minds that for him we did in his helpless days of gift and grace to gain him honour then she turned to the seat where her sons were placed threthric and hrothmund with heroes bands young men together the geat too sat there beowulf brave the brothers between a cup she gave him with kindly greeting and winsome words of wounden gold she offered to honour him arm jewels twain corslet and rings and of collars the noblest that ever i knew the earth around ne'er heard i so mighty neath heaven's dome a hoard gem of heroes since hammer bore to his bright-built burg the brising's necklace 
jewel and gem casket. Jealousy fled he, or Menrock's hate, chose help eternal. He Gallic Geat, grandson of Swerting, on the last of his raids this ring bore with him, under his banner the booty defending, the war spoil warding, but word o'erwhelmed him, what time in his daring dangers he sought, feud with Frisians. Fairest of gems he bore with him, of the beaker of waves, sovereign strong under shield he died. Fell the corpse of the king into keeping of Franks, Gear of the breast and that gorgeous ring, weaker warriors won the spoil. After gripe of battle from Geatland's lord, and held the death-field. Din rose in hall. Peel pulse spake amid warriors, and said, This jewel enjoy in thy jocund youth. Beowulf loved these battle-weeds wear, a royal treasure, and richly thrive. Preserve thy strength, and these striplings here, counsel in kindness requital be mine. Hast done such deeds that for days to come thou art famed among folk both far and near, so wide as washeth the wave of ocean his windy walls. Through the ways of life prosper, O prince, I pray for thee, rich possessions to son of mine. Be helpful indeed, and uphold his joys. Here every earl to the other is true, mild of mood to the master loyal. Thanes are friendly, the throng obedient, liegemen are revelling, list and obey. Went then to her place, that was proudest of feasts, flowed wine for the warriors. Word they knew not, destiny dire, and the doom to be seen, by many an earl, when eve should come, and Hrothgar homeward hasten away, royal to rest. The room was guarded by an army of earls, as erst was done. They bared the bench-balls, abroad they spread, beds and bolsters. One beer-carouser in danger of doom lay down in the hall. At their heads they set their shields of war, bucklers bright on the bench were there, over each athling easy to see, the high battle-helmet, the haughty spear, the corslet of rings, t'was their custom so, ever to be for battle prepared, at home or harrying which it were, even as oft as evil threatened their sovereign king, they were clansmen good. Then sank they to sleep with sorrow one bought, his rest of the evening, as oft time had happened when Grendel guarded that golden hall, Evil wrought till his end drew nigh, slaughter for sins. T'was seen and told how an avenger survived the fiend, as was learned afar. The live-long time after that grim fight, Grendel's mother, monster of women, mourned her woe. She was doomed to dwell in the dreary waters, cold sea-courses, since Cain cut down with edge of the sword his only brother, his father's offspring. Outlawed he fled, marked, with murder from men's delights warded the wilds. There woke from him such fate-sent ghosts, as Grendel, who war-wolf horrid at Herot found, a warrior watching and waiting the fray, with whom the grisly one grappled amain. But the man remembered his mighty power, the glorious gift that God had sent him. In his Maker's mercy put his trust, 
for comfort and help, so he conquered the foe, felled the fiend, who fled abject, reft of joy to the realms of death, mankind's foe. And his mother now, gloomy and grin, would go that quest of sorrow, the death of her son to avenge. To her ought came she, where helmeted Danes slept in the hall. Too soon came back old ills of the earls, when in she burst, the mother of Grendel, less grim though that terror, e'en as terror of woman in war is less, might of maid, than of men in arms, when hammer forged the falcon hard, sword gore-stained, though swine of the helm, crested with keen blade calves amain. Then was in the hall the hard edge drawn, the swords on the settles, and shields a many, firm held in hand, nor helmet minded, nor harness of mail whom that horror seized. Haste was hers, she would hie afar, and save her life when the liegeman saw her. Yet a single aetheling up she seized, fast and firm as she fled to the moor. He was for Hrothgar, of heroes the dearest, of trusty vassals betwixt the seas, whom she killed on his couch, a clansman famous in battle brave. Nor was Beowulf there. Another house had been held apart, after giving of gold for the geat renowned. Uproar filled her wrath, the hand all had viewed, blood fleck she bore with her bale was returned, dole in the dwellings. "'Twas dire exchange, where Dane and Geat were doomed to give the lives of loved ones. Long-tried king, the hoary hero, at heart was sad, when he knew his noble no more lived, and dead indeed was his dearest thane. To his bower was Beowulf brought in haste, dauntless victor as daylight broke, along with his earls the aetheling lord, with his clansmen came where the king abode, waiting to see if the wielder of all would turn this tale of trouble and woe. Strode over floor the famed in strife, with his hand companions the hall resounded, wishing to greet the wise old king. Ingwine's lord he asked if the night had passed in peace to the prince's mind. End of section four.